everybody and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sandbox Podcast, baby. It is time once again for the Creative Camp Summer Sessions, so let's do it now. Coming to you live from the good land, it is your boy Tyler Richardson and welcome to the latest episode of the furthering continuation of this marvelous thing that we call the Sandbox Podcast. We are in our Creative Camp Summer Series, and we are glad you're here. First time, if you're an old-time regular, altogether lovely, we love it. And, you know, what we are about here is not just learning how to lead people, but learning how to lead leaders, and understanding that that expands into all kinds of different directions like a Japanese flower dropped in a bowl of water. And basically, I bet you didn't know that Japanese flowers could do that. You should Google it. It's very interesting. But one of the things that we're learning is that it expands into all different directions, this wonderful thing called leadership and leading people and even leading leaders to be specific. And one of the things that we've realize that really connect to it is creativity. And once again, you may think that you're not a very creative person, or maybe you think you're a very creative person, but we would love for the box to be flipped on both types of conversations. If you're somebody who's really into painting or really into photography, we would love it if you would hear this and expand not just the photography and the painting you do, but expand your brain into thinking that maybe this actually could go into other aspects that I didn't originally think were creative avenues. News. Our whole, our whole main, you know, logo experience here at Creative Camp Summer Series is that creativity is not reserved for those that are creative, but for those that create. So as much as we want the people who are like, oh yeah, that's me, I'm a creative. Can't you tell? I got really dark fingernails. We want you to know that it's you know, there's an expansion of the mind available for you, but there's also an expansion of the mind available for those who feel like they're a little bit more staunchy. You know, I'm just here for the leadership tidbits. I don't want to know about none of this, you know, fruit loopy, creative stuff. I can't stand it. I don't want to sleep till one o'clock in the afternoon. I want to work. And there's a place for expansion of the mind for all of us. And so we are so glad you are here. Tell all your friends, you know, subscribe to us. We are here every single week for this summer series. And then in the middle of August, we will go back to our regularly scheduled you know, sandbox routine before we hit our fall series, which we will tell you more about when the time is right. But in the meantime, subscribe, review, look us up, Harp and Bowl, Tyler Richardson, websites, all the links are there in your whole little description thingy when you click on the podcast, wherever you may be listening from. Thank you again, because you don't have to, and you do, and we appreciate that. So on today's episode, what we are talking about is a little bit more pushing you know, the summertime envelope into the creative discussion of this whole camp experience. Now, again, you know, we started with, you know, the parent drop-off. We went to cabin assignments. We went to the early rising. We went to egg on a spoon. We went to tug-of-war. And now, today, we're going to be talking talking about archery. Now, I don't know if you went to a camp that did the archery thing. I didn't. I went to a little bit more of the We Love Jesus camp, and there was never archery at a I Love Jesus camp. Didn't know why, or at least not the ones I attended. Uh, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know why. I guess we spent all the money on the baptismal pole because we had no archery little situation. I was always very bummed because all the camps on TV had archery, and so just I've never gotten over it, clearly, because we're still talking about it. 
But what I wanted to specifically address with the whole archery, you know, analogy, if you will, is pushing a little bit more into this conversation of having a target, okay? And we've talked about it before about having personal mission statements, vision statements, core values. In the last episode, we talked a little bit about the importance of having parameters and, and guidelines, even when you're working with individuals and and you know organizations, you know, kind of picking sides and how things work and not just, you know, animosity moments, but, you know, even moments that are void of drama. There's still so many segues we really need to figure out how to navigate it. And again, you know, so many situations for several of us, there's not really a map to tell us how we want to do what we think we would like to do, but we at least can have the opportunity to have a compass that we point in this direction. And we're going to really focus today on the target of once you've accomplished all those things. Once you have in yourself who you are as a creator and all the different avenues that you create, and once you have the guidelines for the people that you create with or the projects that you are creating on, that now you can add into that a target of what you want to aim at. Because target awareness, I think, is a very serious thing. And I think there's such a power in the way we aim at the targets that we're interested in hitting that there's really um, a lot of interesting things that can kind of spring up from it. And uh, one of the biggest things I think I wanted to talk about is that your target may be in the direction you think, but you don't always know how far away it is. So the only solution you really have is your aim. Okay? Now, you don't just shoot arrows, at least not to my knowledge, against, I don't uh, I don't have a lot of experience, but at least all the pros on television that are 14 do that this way. You don't have the archery situation right by the pool. You don't have the archery situation right by the cafeteria. You, you don't do that. You know, you, you're not shooting arrows around people that can get hurt. The archery area is usually you know, at a little wood clearing, I believe is what they call it. And there ain't nothing there but trees and squirrels and everybody kind of in the back of their mind would think it would be really cool to hit a squirrel every once in a while, even though we don't say it because, you know, it's 2019. People are very touchy. But the whole idea is, is that there's a very specific area for your targets to be. And I think we have to, you know, understand that because there is such an angle that environment really does play into it. You know, whether it's rainy, whether it's windy, whether it's dark, whether the sun is in your eyes, you know, it, when it, you know, rests with us, you know, are we drained? Are we distracted? Are we sleepy, disengaged? You know, the thing that we're working on, is it something that's not really our genre of choice? It's not a very specific painting style that we prefer. It's not really writing a song from the instrument that we would really prefer or choose if we had an option to choose. And, and all of those things are the environment that we have to aim through. And even um, uh, snipers and, and specific people in the military, they even say that there's things like precipitation in the air. Even if it's a sunny day and there's not a cloud in the sky, there can just be, for some reason, humidity itself can cause such a drastic difference in what happens when we are shooting towards a target. And you have to have a direction. You know, we have the compass that points us in this direction. So we're pointed towards the trees. All right, so we got that. And now we have the target there. So now we're pointing towards that direction. How far away is the target? We do not know. How close are we to being able to hit the target? We do not know. The only way you're going to be able to know any of those things is you've got to start shooting. 
You have to start shooting at the target. That's the only way you're going to figure out how far away you are, especially in the beginning stages. Now, maybe one day when you're like this, you know, person that does the thing where they kind of like their finger and fill the wind of the air, which I've never understood. But it, maybe when you're on that, you know, heavy hunter level, then maybe you can do that. But especially in the beginning stages, which I think most of us, even if we've been doing this a long time, are still really getting our sea legs under us with, you have to just try and shoot. And that's the only way to really figure out what is possible. And to me, I think one of the best ways to really, when you're aiming for a target, to kind of bump yourself up to a little bit more of a success level with it, is you have to have a target within the target. Okay, you have to have a target within the target. A target itself, obviously, it's usually just this giant, you know, round circle, but then it has rings, and all the rings are getting smaller and smaller and smaller until there's a dark circle in the middle. There is a target. If you imagine that that dark circle in the middle, the very tiny one, imagine that is the target within the target. So when you're shooting for the target, you're not just shooting for the giant circle or even one of the rings. You're you're aiming for the target within the target. And so, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, if you aim at nothing, you're sure to hit it. So if you are fine tuning the possibilities of the target within the target, I think that's I think there's a lot of power in that. I think you can't just your target cannot be, I'm going to write a song. I think you have to have a target within that song. If I want it, I don't want to just be, you know, I'm not just writing songs for the sake of writing songs. And if they suck, it doesn't matter. And I'm not just working on this project. And if it, if it doesn't really kick off, then it doesn't really matter. And I'm not just working on this film or this, you know, short video or this marketing scheme or, you know, I'm working on building this building. I'm not just doing it because for the sake of having a building, there has to be a target within the target to really, sorry about that, to really make sure you get the success that is possible for you to hit the target in the first place. You're obviously hitting the target for a purpose, but to really have the success and the fruit that's possible from hitting that target, you have to all the more have the target within the target. You know, I think if you aim at the insane and the impossible, I think we'll be shocked to find out that we actually can at least hit something that we had no idea we could hit before. But you're never going to hit what you had no clue you could hit if you're not aiming for something that's probably a little too much out of your wheelhouse, something that's a little bit beyond your skill level, at least presently, or your education, or I've only been drawing for six months, I'm not ready for that, I've only been writing music for like a couple weeks, I'm, I'm not ready, I can not play guitar, I can sort of play piano, like how do I find my way in all this? But I think if you aim so high, we'll be shocked at what we can do. Maybe, you know, one of your goal is to, is to fine tune a specific business in a building in a downtown area of your city, and you wanna aim that you wanna build, you have no money, you, you know, your credit score is 27, but you have this idea that of something that you could really do. If you aim all your creative efforts at what is possible with that business and with that building, you may not land on you owning this million dollar building that you just miraculously got because Angel from Heaven came and dropped you an envelope full of cash. But you may land on somebody who heard your story, heard what you're wanting to do, and now in some way 
some facet wants to see if there's a way to partner up and, and maybe they have the money and they can build the building and they want to run a business on the side so they make a little money. So maybe they add a piece of the building that you didn't originally think was needed, but now they let you use the building for free because they so you know, really believe in what you're doing. There's so many different angles. We have to really remove ourselves from the box of possibilities to really see what the capabilities are. So we have to have a target within the target, whatever it is. If we're having a band rehearsal, the whole point of the rehearsal cannot be to run through a songs. That may be a target, but what's a target that we can have within the target? You know, if, if I'm working on a novel, it's the whole point to be like, I just want to finish this book, whatever, I could care less, let's just get this book done so I can say, you know, when I die that I wrote a book. Is that the goal? Is that the target? Or is there a target within that target that I can really focus on that really, you know, the target within the book is that I want that book to move somebody's heart. I want it to change the way somebody thinks for the rest of their lives. I want it to change the way they spend their money. I want it to change the way they treat strangers. There, there's all these targets that are possible within the targets and there's there's a power in that you know i don't think you can be a pro at a target if you never shoot at it so if we're ever going to be what we're capable of i think we have to start shooting because you know when you miss you're only realizing where not to shoot okay if you miss the target i mean if you just drastically miss the target you're only realizing where not to shoot but that doesn't mean we need to stop shooting because we're never going to be a pro at a target if we never shoot at it. And again, that's it's going into the environments, both internal and external. You know, some some environments on the external angle may be things that are out of your control and things that you cannot, you know, properly get, you know, a handle on that, you know, that just it's out of your hands and you just have to do the best you can do. And sometimes it's the internal, you know, sometimes it's not, you know, raining and sunny and that's why you miss the target. Sometimes it's the form that you're shooting the arrow with. That's the issue. There's, and again, that's external and internal environments that you really need to try and conquer to, to aim at that target within the target. You know, and sometimes in life we find ourselves with people who want to be a trainer instead of a shooter. They want to be a shooter trainer instead of a shooter. And basically what that means is, you know, there's somebody who's an expert at something that we've never really seen them do. You know, we, we assume they're right because they have a whole lot of confidence, and but I've never seen them hit that target, but apparently they're, you know, notorious for hitting it. You know, we see it all the time with, I can get you a million followers on Instagram. Now, I only have like 974, but I can get you that million, and here's, you know, for $300, you can buy my 1 million followers package, and, and there's always a, there's, there's a whole lot of popularity right now with people who want to be trainers instead of shooters because... There's always somebody so desperate enough to get ahead, to get out of their situation, that they will pay that $300 because they want to be a shooter that bad. But I want to encourage you to be a shooter and less of a trainer. And now if you want to train people while you're on the shooting range, that's obviously a drastically different conversation. But for the most part, I really want all of us to embrace the idea of becoming the best of what we have the potential to be. Now, I think within all of us, we have a whole lot of potentials to be a whole lot of things, but I think there's something that, I think there's also specific potentials that kind of pull on us and tug on us, and I think we owe it to those pulls to see what's on the other side of them, and that's only going to happen when we take shots. Now, the, lastly, there are two different ways you can hit a target. You can hit it with an arrow, 
or you can hit it with a water balloon. Now, I'm paraphrasing this from something I heard a pastor say one time because the analogy honestly changed my life. There is an angle where you can shoot with an arrow because an arrow will be very distinct. So maybe you have very distinct goals of what you want a song to be or what you want an album to be or this project is specifically for this person or this people group at this specific time in their lives or this demographic and all those things. And, you know, in marketing, they used to really teach us that you cannot blend confusion with marketing because people want to see something and immediately know a yes or a no to it. They don't want to read this long survey. They don't want to go through all these things. They, you want to remove as much confusion out of your marketing as you can because you want the response to be immediate. Uh, here's this Coca-Cola poster, and this guy's drinking this Coke. He's really hot, but he's drinking this Coca-Cola, and the Coca-Cola has ice all over it, and it's just cooled him down. You want an immediate, oh, yeah, I'm hot. That looks like it'll, you know, kind of quench the thirst. It, boom, immediately. Yes, I want that. It's 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 that exact same thing. It's removing those it's removing those aspects. And I think with arrows, you really have the ability to distinctly do that, and I think there's a time for that. And I also think... There's a time for many of us to embrace shooting at targets with water balloons. And what I mean by that is when you hit a target with a water balloon, you may not hit as as distinct as you can with an arrow, but when the water balloon hits the target, it covers all kinds of space. So you may get a little bit of a splatter on the target you originally wanted, but you also may get a splatter of water on an area that you didn't really think you previously wanted, or maybe you thought it may be... Uh, combined into the whole equation, but you didn't really think it was that necessary, or you didn't think that maybe you need it to the extent that now you do. And there's, there, I think there's a time to really experimental. Let's just throw this, and let's just see when the explosion hits, and let's see all the points on the target that it hit, all the different departments, all the different ideas, all the different scenarios. Maybe we can do this through social media. I didn't think about that before. Maybe we can do this type of guerrilla marketing. I didn't think about this before. Maybe it can be a book and an album combo. I never thought about this before. Maybe it can be a building that also helps the arts. I never thought about it that way before. There's so many different ways, but we will never find that if we refuse to start shooting. We find out who we are. We found out the parameters of working with those around us. We have a direction of how we want to shoot. We aim, we experiment, we take into consideration the internal and external environments, and we see what can happen. And we only see what can happen when we decide to take a shot. And I promise you, we will all be better for it. Thank you again so much for checking in with us this week. We will see you next week on the next episode of the Sandbox Podcast as we continue this lovely creative camp journey. And in the meantime, let's remember to play nice in the sandbox. Individual results may vary. When it comes to vein disease and those embarrassing, painful varicose and spider veins, no one is immune. Just ask three-time beach volleyball gold medalist Misty May Trainer. I was surprised to see I had vein disease. I didn't think I was old enough. I'm a working mom of three young ones and I still coach. I need my legs healthy and performing at their best. That's when Misty went to Vein Clinics of America. The doctors of Vein Clinics of America specialize in the latest laser therapies and minimally invasive treatments. It's like they turn back time. The veins they 
treated are completely gone, and the procedure happens so fast. For over 35 years, women and men have been enjoying healthy, strong, and youthful-looking legs thanks to Vein Clinics of America, like gold medalist Misty May Trainer. Vein Clinics of America work for me, and they can work for you, too. Call Vein Clinics of America now to see if you qualify for a free consultation. Most treatments are covered by insurance. 800-307-4200. That's 800-307-4200. 800-307-4200. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery.